Hey, this is Jewel Bejabarpu, and you're listening to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, episode 31. Welcome to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get pregnant without the emotional roller coaster. If you want to learn how coaching can relieve stress and balance your hormones, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarpu, and I am an infertility and IVF warrior, as well as a certified life and holistic health coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my podcast buddies. How are y'all doing today? I am doing so good, and we do have like a special guest today on this episode, which I cannot wait to introduce. But before I jump into this week's episode and our special guest, I want to tell you of a little change that will be happening around here. I'm kind of taking a step back from the podcast, and I realized I need some more rest, and I'm just starting to feel a little burned out. How do I know? Well, I cry when I start working. That is my cue. Work has not felt as fun as it has been in the past, and it isn't feeding my soul like it used to. Now, this has nothing to do with you all and nothing to do with the infertility community. It has everything to do with me and my thoughts and the place I'm in my life right now. I have a lot going on personally. Some of the things include like hormones for IVF, brand new diet. We're kind of building a pool that continues to have issues. If you want to get caught up on that, check out my Instagram stories Um, and a lot of personal things, as well as our first frozen embryo transfer coming up. So long story short, I'm taking a step back to recharge, do some in-depth self-coaching and self-care. So this means... I will be publishing the podcast every other week now to give myself some time to do those things and to make sure I'm just not like throwing this together for you all. I want you to take this time and also reflect what in my life, where is my life, where in my life am I not having fun? What parts of my life seem hard and where can I give myself some rest? I know this is hard to do, my friends. Like asking these questions are really tough. And I remember before I became a coach that I would have answered all of these questions like, um, most things are not fun and that has how life is. And I don't have time to give myself a rest. So that's it. I'm paying bills. I'm building a career. That's it, right? And what I want to tell you and what I really want to tell my past self is what if I'm wrong? What if the most important thing I can do is to take care of myself, to love myself, to find my purpose in life, which for me is to have as much fun as I possibly can. And the reason why I, the reason why my past self didn't believe all of this is because she was sold on the societal lie that in order to be worthy, she had to serve others unselfishly, i.e. don't take care of herself. She had to be serious all the time because that's what adults do and that the world was harsh and she had to survive. And yes, the world isn't all daisies and rainbows. I 100% agree. And my life isn't all daisies and rainbows right now. But I also know that being in survival mode is not the place I want to be. That's caused me to burn out emotionally, mentally, and physically four years ago. And I really believe when that happened, that has caused my infertility that I'm experiencing now. And now I know how to catch it. And I know I'm prone to this default thinking. So I'm constantly working on changing it and 
reevaluating my life and we're figuring out what I need to do. So I just want to let you know and give yourself permission to take that rest, take a step back if you need to, and have some more fun. You can do it. I promise. So now let's get to this episode. Um, this episode is all about therapy and coaching, and I'm so excited to have my business mentor and coach Anna Franston on this podcast today. Anna is a therapist turned coach. She is a green tea obsessed mama to two and a radical optimist. She is the founder of the 11 K strong heart centered entrepreneur group and helps women get visible and make money online with heart. So as a fertility coach, my clients are dealing with some heavy shit. So I often get the question of, do I need therapy or do I need coaching? When I talk to a lot of like potential clients and sometimes the answer is like super clear cut, but most of the times it's not. And I want to let you know, it is not therapy or coaching. You can do both. I have been in both therapy and coaching relationships at the same time. And during the same period of my life and therapy and coaching have some similarities, but they also have some differences. And we're going to kind of dive into those today, as well as give you questions you can ask yourself to help you figure out what you most need right now on your journey. So you can make that best decision for yourself. So let's dive in. Welcome, Anna. How are you doing? I am doing so well. And I just love watching you do your beautiful thing. And it just is such an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself as a therapist, um, in as a coach as well? Yeah. So not practicing therapy anymore, doing full-time coaching, but I love this conversation around like, when should we see a therapist? When should we see a coach? And like all the nuances between that. I think that's so important. Um, a little bit about me. I, like you said, I'm a mama to two and I live in Southern California and I've been doing online business for about five years now. And I'm just really grateful. Yay. That's so exciting. So how long were you a therapist for? Like, tell us a little bit about your like therapy background. Yes. So my background starts in general with higher education. So I worked in higher education for about seven years and then, um, therapy in the counseling center for about two of those years. Um, what after I had my son and then after I had my daughter is when I switched to coach. So I feel like my kids, like <laughs> my, my, every time I had a kid, I like changed my careers or something. Yeah. Yeah. It happens for sure. So I think the biggest question is what do you think are like the biggest similarities between coaching and therapy as you have extensive experience in both? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this question. And I've thought about it a lot because actually in not only did I, you know, go to school to become a therapist, but I actually ended up being able to teach adjunct as a professor, uh, a psychology course at the college. And the course that I taught was counseling theories, which is basically like, you know, there's a lot of different theories that have been researched to be proven true on like how humans change. Right. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is there isn't just one way, right? Ideally we're picking one way that actually has been research backed, but there's actually multiple theories that work. And so in that course, basically as a student, what you do is you read all of the theories and you pick the one that aligns with your, with your personality. That's when I taught it. When I took that as a student, the theory I ended up picking was solution focused therapy, which is basically coaching. 
<laughs> basically, the I therapy, and I didn't know this at the time at all. Right. But a lot of it is like future oriented, you know, a lot of the aspects of it, mere coaching. And in fact, the founders of that research backed counseling theory also wrote a coaching book. Ooh. And, um, the book I recommend if you're interested in solution focused theory therapy is, um, a thousand and one solution focused questions. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember your question. What was your question? The similarities between coaching and therapy. And you were, we were diving into like the like different, uh, therapy modalities. Yes. So there's lots of, there's lots of differences too. Right. But I yeah. think that a lot, there's a lot of similarities, like, you know, in counseling, one of the biggest roles of a counselor is to have like unconditional positive regard for your client, which just basically yeah. means at the end of the day, you're trusting and empowering the client, right? Same thing as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of counseling is if you're a therapist that's doing your job, right. Is listening, right. Same thing yes. with coaching. And so there is, I'm not trying to say it's the same thing cause it's not, but I think there definitely is a lot of overlap in the skill set, um, where it differs, you know, and people mm-hmm. have different opinions on this, but in my mind, the simplest part of where it differs is for me now that I operate as a coach and not a therapist, if someone I'm working with is not coming to me with a baseline level of health, they're not able to like function. And we all get to those places in life, right. Where it's like, I'm having trouble functioning. Mm-hmm. Then to me, it's like, you need a therapist, right? If yeah. my client is like a baseline level of health and like ready to get to the next level, right. Um, with mindset work, then I feel like that's where I dive in. And then in general, I think the other biggest nuance is therapy tends to be a little bit more past oriented trauma healing based. Mm-hmm. And in general, coaching ends up being more present future goal oriented though. There's overlap. Yeah. I would hundred percent agree. And I would hundred percent agree. Like as a coach, not a therapist, don't have a degree in that, but, um, as a coach, I think it's very similar of like how you show up for your yes. clients. Yes. Like you're holding that space. Yes. It's non-judgmental. It's a yes. safe, positive, atmosphere where like emotions can be expressed freely and there's no like judgment or advice giving or anything like that. I think it's really like how I go into my sessions and I'm assuming how you do as well is like thinking, oh, like this person has it all within them to figure it out. I'm just here to like reflect their brains, reflect their minds and like show them like show them what's going on so they can make those decisions that are important in their life. Totally. Yeah. So like in therapy, let's kind of get into a little nitty gritty. Like how are sessions set up in therapy versus in coaching? Like, what does it look like? What are those similarities and differences? So I think like, even like zooming back from here, like I think in therapy, often there's like a more extensive treatment plan starting out, right? Like Mm -hmm. a really clear assessment, evaluation, often you're actually like giving your client assessments, right? To really understand like what's going on here. I do ask my coaching clients to like take personality tests sometimes, but in general, I'm not really doing like a big thorough overall assessment to like get to a diagnosis, right? Yeah. Versus in most therapy settings, you are early on diagnosing, creating a treatment plan, and then session by session, working on that treatment plan. Right. And for me, mm-hmm. I'm like a book lover. And so I really had books that would show like, okay, if 
your client is dealing with this, this is a good treatment plan for that. Versus I feel like my work as a coach is a little bit looser (laughs) in the sense I do have like a framework, but I kind of made it up, right? Versus in therapy, it's much more like you kind of want to follow what's like research backed. It just feels a little more serious in some ways, which it should be. Yeah, exactly. Cause I think when you go, when you go to therapy, not like the issues have to be more serious, but I definitely agree that like, if someone came to me, like not being able to get out of bed, not yeah. being able to go to work, yes. um, not having those like basic functioning or having major anxiety, major depression, anything like major, yes. um, I would definitely be like, Hey, maybe therapy is a good first step. Yes. And then, and then you can do coaching as a second step or yes. even doing therapy and coaching yes. together. Yeah. Cause I know for me at one point in my life, I was definitely not ready for coaching. <laughs> like yes, I needed a good solid couple of years of therapy to get me to a place where I could be like, Oh, I can stretch my mind and I can do a little bit more of the thinking myself versus relying so heavily on my therapist. I love that. I almost always see a therapist and a coach. I mean, currently that's what I'm doing. And I think that there's just power in that. I mean, I'm just like all for being supported as much as you can. (laughs) Me too. But I think it really is, it is helpful. And I would say, um, I think where like a coach comes in is, you know, having that specific area of expertise on what you're trying to do. Right. So if someone's Mm -hmm. like trying to get pregnant, seeing you for that. Right. And so having a coach, but also having that like area of expertise for like tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. um, and someone that's like been where you're at. And so I think it's like tends to be maybe coach mentorshipy. Yeah. Helpful where I would say like as a therapist, you know, in general, it's a lot less mentory feeling. Oh yeah. I would, I would a hundred percent agree with that. It's, it's definitely, I wouldn't say like more professional or less professional, just like a different like vibe. Yes. Different, different client boundaries. You know, I would have a talk with my clients when they started with me on like boundaries. And I would say, if I see you in the grocery store, right, I'm going to let you initiate. If you want to acknowledge me, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say hi to you, but I'm going to let you acknowledge the fact that you're going to therapy. Right. I really set up a lot of like safety there versus like, I would say almost all my clients with, I'm like, loose friends with now as a coach. Right. So I just think there's just different necessity for boundaries as a therapist versus as a coach too. Yeah. And like, I want to talk about, so in like my coaching practice, it's often the client brings something to the session. It's very much their responsibility. Like, obviously like we, I have a framework, I have plans. Like, it's not like if you get stuck, you're screwed, but, (laughs) um, it's very much like it is, the client's responsibility to take that initiative, to empower themselves, to really ask for that help and to really, um, bring something to the session that they're struggling with, or that they need support on, or that they need mentorship on. Um, how does that differ from therapy or does it differ at all? Like the client's responsibility. Yeah. I would say like, there's definitely overlap there where Mm -hmm. I think in some ways, Oh, this is hard to answer, but I think in some ways, it depends on the therapist, right? Like some Mm. therapists do have a more structured system and some more are like, Hey, show up and let's talk it out. Right. Yeah. But I do think in coaching, there is a little more onus on the client to be a little more assertive because it's like, Hey, usually you hire a coach with a goal in mind. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a, 
a brave goal, right? Like I don't just want to get to like baseline level health. Like I want to get pregnant. I want to start a business. I want to lose weight, right? Like it's like a forward thinking, healthy, proactive goal. And so I think often there is a little bit more proactivity from the client. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think I've had therapists both where it's like come and talk it out. But I've also had therapists, like we were saying earlier, like that have kind of like a plan and we're kind of like following. I, I like, this is my teacher in me, but like a curriculum yeah. <laughs> like yes, to, to like get to an achieved outcome in yeah. that therapy. So I definitely think that's like a, a, th- a thing to point out. And I th- also think like it depends on where the person's at, whether they want client coaching or therapy is like, you know, how much support do you need in that relationship yeah. um, versus not need? Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of questions can you ask yourself to maybe know if you need therapy or coaching to like help yourself differentiate um, yeah. m- making that decision? I love that question. And I think it's number one, asking my, asking yourself like, do I, like you said, like, am I having trouble getting out of the bed in the morning? Like, am I having trouble going out in public? Right. Like those are things like not to be ashamed of, right? Like, Mm -hmm. am I having thoughts that feel intrusive and that feel like I'm not And even if you've gotten used to not being able to function normally, being able to say like, I'm not functioning normally. Right. And I think especially as like high achieving women, it can be hard to like admit that like, I can't figure it out. I should be able to figure this out. Right. Or maybe oh, like yeah. after you have a baby and you're having postpartum depression or like, it feels like certainly I can figure this out. Right. But it's just permission to like, if you're not at a baseline level of health, totally beautiful and normal. And they always say like the healthy people are the ones that go to therapy. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, you have to have that base level awareness to get help and to say, yes. Hey, I'm struggling yeah. I need some help. And I think yes. that's super important. Step one for coaching or therapy. Totally. For sure. And I think it also comes down, this is like a little sidetracked, yes. I think it also oh comes God. down to like, um, in like my experience, like you might find, you like one or the other better? Yeah. Yep. Like not going to lie. I kind of like coaching better. I'm more like, that's how my mind works. That's how my brain works. That's how I like, um, to show up with people is through coaching. And like, I have had therapists, I do have a therapist, like, and, but I'm very now very like selective, like selective and picky, um, versus just a general, like CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. Cause I found I do a lot of CBT work with my clients in coaching, like most of coaching is kind of that CBT with a little other coaching, little other things thrown in. So I think it's definitely like finding that, um, thing. Like for me personally, I found like, um, I thought I was slipping my tongue. It begins with an A that therapy acceptance and commitment therapy Mm -hmm. or internal family systems therapy are like my two, like go-to therapies right now. I love it. So good. And I think it's such a good point, right? Like once you're at that baseline level of health, in some ways it's a choice, right? Yeah. And it's looking at like, okay, which, what container feels the best and which person, right? Within the therapy totally. container, which therapist, within the coaching container, which coach, you know, because thinking about the differences and if you are at the baseline level of health, where I think coaching can sometimes have a leg up is that often in therapy, it's, um, it's like you do the session and 
no, no support in between sessions typically, right? Mm-hmm. Versus coaching, yeah. a lot of coaches provide extensive in-between support, right? So I think it's not only looking at the nuances, like looking at the nuances of what do I most need in this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like how, how much support, what type of support and all, and all that. I do, I do love that about coaching. Not going to yes. lie that in between, cause I feel like all of my growth happens in between sessions and I'm like, crisis, help. Yes. And just, you know, call you or call someone, you know, whatever, whatever coach I'm working on. So, so much life happens between sessions. Right. And while I do think some therapists offer that, I think because of the nature of therapy and the need for really high boundaries, it just works better in that container for that type of work. But if you're a healthy human, I do think there are a lot of benefits to coaching. Yeah, I would agree. So let's go back to that kind of questions to ask yourself to know therapy versus coaching. Yeah. Um, any other, do you have, can you think of any other questions besides, okay, where am I health wise baseline borderline baseline borderline healthy, like where, where you're at any other questions you can think? I think it's like asking like, what are my goals, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what do I want to accomplish and what's most holding me back from getting there? And what human and modality is going to help me most with that, right? Like if you're trying to get pregnant, it may be helpful to hire a coach that literally specializes in that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, same thing with therapists too, because therapists do have specialties. But I think it's like, okay, before I look at how to spend my time and my money, what do I need first? And then what's going to help get me to that goal fastest and best? Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to also point out with what you're saying. I know I have had therapists work with coaches, gone back to therapists because things come up in the coaching container that I'm like, oh, I need some therapy about this specific issue. Like this needs some healing. And then I go and find the therapist to get me up to that baseline level. And then I generally go back to coaching, but like, that's totally possible as well, that things can come up in therapy or in coaching where you want to dive deeper. Yes. So as a coach, do you use any like therapy techniques or anything that you have, you know, have your degree in at your coaching sessions? I think part of the reason too, why I decided to, you know, I toyed with like keeping both, right? Does it make sense to stay active as a therapist and be a coach? And for many reasons, it was a very hard decision, but I decided no. And one of it is I just wanted it to be clear for my clients to know like, Hey, I'm not operating as a therapist. I just wanted it to be really distinct for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, as far as one, it was just so interesting though. Cause I do feel like probably where I feel the most overlap is actually in group sessions really? because I do a lot more experiential things often in group sessions. Um, okay. like having a client, um, like recently I had a client you know, who is struggling with the decision, pick two mastermind sisters to represent the two decisions and have, you know, have one person be a voice for one and one be the voice for other. And like, so kind of some experiential type stuff, I feel like comes out more for me in the group stuff. Um, but I do feel like I use a lot of it in the sense of those soft skills, right? Like, yeah the, even like session management, like, I feel like a lot of people as coaches struggle with like ending sessions on time or, and I feel like a reason I don't struggle with that a lot is because I had already come in knowing how to say, okay, we got 10 minutes left or like, yeah, 
how to manage a session. Like, I think I kind of brought a lot of those soft skills in. Yeah, totally. That makes sense for sure. And we kind of already touched on this, but like, yes, like, I just want to say like one thing to that. And then one other thing is that like, I, someone once said this to me who was also a therapist and a coach. And she's like, I am a therapist, or we can even say like, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, but I'm not your therapist. Oh yeah. That's your doctor or your nurse. Like, yeah, this is my degree. Yeah. But like, I'm not doing that role for you. Yes. Yeah. Cause we have a lot of, I know we have a lot of nurses in the fertility coaching field that are, are nurses, but aren't your nurse. Yes. I love that. I love that when I say that. Yeah. Um, so any, Anna, do you want to add anything else before we kind of like wrap up about therapy or coaching or really anything? Like, yeah, I love, well, I think I would just love to hear from you too. Like, what do you like having had had therapy and coaching? Like, what do you feel like are the biggest benefits or differences? I really, I really, I think the biggest benefit for me in therapy that I gained was like realizing another perspective. Cause I was like very, when I used to first started going to therapy, I was very much entrenched in, you know, my childhood perspective of the world of like, this is how the world works. This is how I think I didn't realize there were other possibilities. And my therapist at the time just kind of like, was like, Oh, let's set some boundaries. (laughs) Like, okay. Like this is a boundary. This is a boundary. This is a boundary. And so it was very much like plug and chug. And like, I was like, okay, my therapist said this, I'm going to go do it. Versus I felt like after that therapy and I started getting into coaching more, I felt like it was a lot more like nuanced and a lot less more on me as the client to do the healing work versus relying on someone and be like, okay, when this happens, I do this. Or like, um, I guess I I honestly, I kind of got delve dove go deeper in coaching than I did in therapy um, because I use therapy to get me to that baseline. And then I use coaching um, to get me past that baseline into really like healthy living. So I love that. I lo- And I love that. Like sometimes we do need that like plug and play to get to baseline. Right. Yeah. And then, and then that allowed you to be like, oh, I, maybe I can do this myself. Like maybe I can figure it out. Maybe I can be empowered and be proactive and all that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I think like one of the big concepts that I teach in coaching is like your thoughts cause your feelings and yeah. your feelings cause your actions. And that gives you the results that you have in life. Yes. And I think if someone were have told me that like five years ago, I would have been like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> false, not true. <laughs> Um, and my mind just wasn't ready for that. Like wasn't there. Um, I had to do a lot of work to get to that place where I could be like, Oh, ah, maybe some, maybe some like validation in this, like whatever that word is. Um, so yeah, for sure. Awesome. Man. Well, I think we, let's wrap up anything, any last words? I was so grateful you came on the well, podcast. Thank you so, I just want to say thank you for having me. And you are just such a gem of a human. And I just am grateful, just so grateful to be here. Thank you. If people are looking for a business coach, because that's what you coach in. If you have a business and 
or you're an entrepreneur and need some help making some money, selling some things. And I can, I can guarantee you, Anna's the, the woman for you. She has been a coach for me for the past six months and seen amazing results and had a wonderful time. And where can people like find you and get to know you? Yes. Thank you. I, Jewel, I just have to say first that the feelings are mutual and the beauty, the beautiful thing of like being your coach behind the scenes and like now seeing you publicly do your podcast is like, if anyone's listening and wondering like, is Jewel really like, you really are the real deal, you know, like who you are publicly really is behind the scenes, you know, your integrity and your heart and your work ethic and your courage. And I just think it's so important. People know that, right. That they're hiring when they hire you, they're hiring a coach that really is walking her talk in the biggest way. Um, And that's not true of everyone. So there's that. If you want to follow along with me, I have a podcast, The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. So if you're a listener, I would love to, whether you're thinking about doing a business or you have a business and you're working on visibility, sales, all the things, I would love for you to follow me over there. And like side note for Anna, I just want to say like, she does a lot of like mom stuff and like parenting stuff on her podcast and in her group too. So like, all, all of you that are really like, I know I'm into parenting. Yes. I don't have kids yet, but like, I love the parenting books and the parenting strategies and all those things. Like go follow Anna. Cause she like on her Instagram, like she, she get she got this set, set up for sure. It's true. Especially because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing when it becomes being a mom. So like, I point you to all the experts. So like, I feel like, a, I'm like, okay, this was helpful. This what like, I am here to gather all the, I'm here to teach you all the stuff about business, but gather all the resources for mamahood. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And I have a great rest of your day and I'm sure we'll see you again. Bye. If you love this podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. If you want to take this work to a deeper level, then I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.